0: We don't make as big, as big a deal of things like Easter and Christmas and um, uh, Good Friday as some groups do, and there's pros and cons to all that. But we're not, on the other hand, averse to focusing on, uh, on things like Easter. And so today is Palm Sunday. We don't have a Good Friday service this year, so uh, today is a bit like a kind of Good Friday event as a preparation for. Easter, and especially then the resurrection. And the idea today is to develop some (laughs) personal uh, insight and depth into the understanding of what Jesus did on the cross to help us then better appreciate the cross and the resurrection. And the particular thing we're doing today is we're focusing on the nails of the cross as a way of, of creating a particular focus for our meditation to think about what Jesus did.
1: So the reading is from Luke 23, it starts in verse 26. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, blessed are the childless women, the wounds that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they say, will say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things, When the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes..
0: He's a symbol.
2: I encourage you for this reading to close your eyes. open and look down at the nail in your hands and to help bring our full awareness to this moment let's take some deep breaths in and out and become aware of the nail resting in your hands. Feel the texture of the nail, the temperature, the weight Colossians 2 verse 13 When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the written code with His regulations which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Christ has saved us. There is no condemnation. Jesus, we thank you for the triumph of your nails. Now there is no condemnation for us. Beloved Jesus, you did everything that had to be done to absorb the wrath of God. Right now, in this moment, there is no condemnation. Dear Jesus, remember the lavishness of your grace and love. You made the immensity of space where shooting stars fly. You who made the expanse of the seas where the great whales swim. You who made the flowers open towards the far reaching sky, gave your body to be pinned down, restrained, with violent nails to a cross. You did this, merciful Jesus, so that we could live lives that are not under the law but under grace. I would ask you now to pause for a moment to perceive the vastness of the love that we do this for you. no condemnation. Let's breathe in this perfect safety, this perfect assurance. Let's take some deep breaths in and out. And breathe in this perfect safety, this perfect assurance. This peace, it is your gift from the loving heart of Him who resides within you now, contemplate this for a moment and sit in peace of this abundant love and grace just for a few moments.
3: Apostle Paul spoke resounding faith, the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. His words reassure us that we can crucify within ourselves any part of us that esteems, desires or pursues the world. Consider for a moment which part of your life you could surrender more to Christ. Now think about a particular struggle with sin that you are having. It may be a character trait, a way of thinking, or a physical action. Shame and condemnation have no place here and now in the presence of Jesus. Think of one word that captures this sin. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption as children through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and the kind intention of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace He purposed for us to be forgiven. He purposed us to be lavished with his grace, to be chosen and loved before the creation of the world. Try to experience for a moment this gift. Try to experience the presence of Jesus with you. Experience his great commitment to you individually. The depth of his warmth and love towards you. Jesus held you in mind from the beginning, called you just as you are to him, and now lives to intercede for you. He is your wonderful counselor and Prince of Peace. Contemplate this for a few minutes. nails call us to live a holy life, and that your grace and love are wholly sufficient for us. Jesus, we love your heart that would make the world unblemished, unsullied, immaculate, one soul at a time. Amen.
4: Amen. You, God, God, maker of everything, and yet, love of us, Lord. Faith you, be wonderful. It is tough to understand, Father. All I can do is just accept it, Lord. Mm. The love you have for us, God, you give so freely.
5: Mm.
4: Your tolerance for us, Lord, seems never-ending, Father. Mm. You give a simple guidance to live our lives in so much earth a more beneficial, happier way, Father, and yet we often veer off to the side of that guidance, Lord. And if you're there just to gently bring us back, Father, bring us back to where you know the place is best for us, Father. <clears throat> Father, I pray that the, I think that the, um, all the people welcoming Jesus, Father, as he came into Jerusalem, where he knew what his fate was going to be, Lord, laying the palms at his feet, Father, and I question how welcoming am I to Jesus, and ask Him to come into my house, Father, and ask Him to be with me, Lord. Do I prepare the way for Him, Lord? Do I actually think about that, or do I take it for granted, Lord? Amen. I pray, Father, that, uh, you wake me up, Father, to the great blessings You've given us, Lord that we don't take them for granted, that I don't take them for granted, Lord. knowing that I can call on you for assurance, Father, for, for your love, for confidence, <coughs> Father, knowing that you care and love us, Father, it's too easy to take that for granted, Father, and help me get more and more in love with you and your Son, and what you did for us, Father, what you continue to do for us, Father. I thought of Simon from Cyrene being Called in to carry that cross for your son, Father. And I couldn't help thinking, if that was me, would I be thinking, well, hang on, what's, where's, where does this end up for me? What's going to happen to me, Lord? I'm carrying this cross for somebody. That's not what normally happens, Father. And just the relief he must have felt when it was Jesus that was nailed to the cross, Father, and they didn't grab him for the sake of it and Father and do likewise, which I'm sure they could have that same relief, Father, is what you've given us. Your Son dying for our sins, Father, so that we don't have to, so that we can have a life with you. But I'm holding this nail, this petal, and it's given the nail, and was cold, and it's hard, and it's strong. And yet the petal seems so soft and so small, Lord. and yet it's that very petal that represents all of my sin, Father. All the sin you carried of mine as those nails were driven into you, Lord. My sin is so much bigger than this nail, and yet the petal is so much kinder, softer, more reassuring to me, Father, than nail. I pray, Father, we look seriously in our lives, we take these opportunities to look seriously, and think, just think, what are we doing with you, Father? How are we worshipping you? How are we loving you, God? How are we being the people that you want us to be? So and you know that we can be, Lord. I pray this for all of us, especially for me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's mm-hmm. sing, when I survey.
5: Yeah.
0: to Colossians, chapter 2, Colossians, chapter 2, verse 13 to 15, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. How easy it is to overlook that small three-letter word, all. All. sins. All the sins have been forgiven. All your sins and all my sins past and future are forgiven. Our debt has been paid. I won't ask for a show of hands, but I wonder how many of us have been in the situation where we've had a loan refused bank, a mortgage, a loan, something like that, rather embarrassing when that happens. When Penny and I were much younger, and I was in charge of our finances, um, we got a letter from our bank one day, from Barclays, who we banked with at the time. And the letter said essentially, please remove your account, we don't want it anymore. We had to, uh, uh, they, they kind of fired us from being their, their clients, I suppose. <laughs> Our finances were so bad, we were overdrawn so often, and it was such a mess that we had to go and find some other account. It was We went to uh, Gyro Bank, as it was in those days, the post office bank account, because they were basically the only ones who'd take us. <laughs> So um, that hasn't been the case since because um, these days, Penny does our finances. So uh, that was the obvious answer to that problem. But I I remember receiving that letter and thinking, how could it possibly be that our bank would not want us to bank with them? There's that sense of, we were indebted to them. It was a very embarrassing situation. But it says here, we're indebted because of our sins. We owe God because of our own sin, but we can't pay the debt. There is no equivalent of gyro bank to go to. There's nothing else. It's amazing that our debts have been paid. It says they've been cancelled, and the Greek word means to cause something to cease by obliterating any evidence. So what's, what was that? It was a CSI. Was that the program that... that scientific evidence of, for crimes and that kind of, and lots of programs like that they wouldn't find any DNA that there's nothing there it, it's, our debt has been not just cancelled but obliterated it, as if, it's as if it never existed because it now never does exist our sins have been wiped out Acts chapter 3 verse 19 it also can mean to plaster or to wash over the IOU that we had towards God And all because of some nails. I don't know exactly what the nails that nailed Jesus to the cross looked like. They certainly weren't shiny like this. But I bought the largest nails I could find in the hardware shop. I guess they'd have been at least this big. Pretty brutal, as we know. And these are the this is the way that Jesus was fixed to the cross and it says here that our sins have been taken away and nailed to that cross it's like Jesus said come and bring me those sins here I'm on the cross bring them to me I want them I know you don't want them anymore and there's nowhere else for them to go I'll take them and the price of it was him being nailed to the cross but he was willing He was, you could even say, eager to suffer his nailing to the cross so that our sins could be nailed, our debts could be nailed and cancelled, obliterated, on the cross. This is the atonement. So we don't have to wait for a future day of forgiveness, a future day of atonement. We don't have to wait for it to happen, for our sins to be forgiven, but we also don't need to wait for a future time to feel, to sense and to know, to be convinced and confident that our sins have been taken away, obliterated. So you and I can walk the rest of today, the rest of Sunday, tomorrow, the rest of this coming week, we can walk the rest of our lives in complete confidence that our sins have been forgiven. They have been obliterated. We don't have to walk around in guilt, in shame, feeling burdened by a debt, because the debt has been paid. It has been obliterated. That assurance is the key to joy. Joy can come from a few places, but lasting joy, the deeper joy that transforms us, Comes from being confident that their sins have been nailed to the cross. It's quite a thought. So here we are, sitting here in Watford in 2019, reflecting on something that happened 2,000 years ago and a victory parade that began then and continues now. It says that Jesus made a public spectacle of the powers and authorities, triumphing over them by the cross. And in that, as Paul is writing this, he's got in mind the triumphal processions of Roman emperors as they come back from a victorious uh, army campaign, bringing all the prisoners with them. And the palm branches that were... Uh, used for Jesus on Palm Sunday, the same kind of palms will be waived for the victorious general and army and soldiers and, and the, the emperor. And Paul is saying that we take part in that procession. And it's ironic in a way, or perhaps it's powerful, that, Je- that Paul is writing it whilst in prison. He himself is actually in prison at this point. But he knows he's part of a triumphal procession. And so are we. So we can walk through life with confidence because of what Jesus has done. The nails that were used to nail Jesus to the cross 2,000 years ago, those nails looked like claiming a victory for darkness and for evil. But in fact, these nails were the instruments of victory and freedom. So what we're going to do now is sing the song, Above All, which talks about how Christ was like a rose trampled. And we're going to bring our rose petals as you want, at the point you want to during the song. Bring them and place them just around the cross here as symbolic of our gratitude that Jesus has taken away our sins. Let's sing the song, Above All. Thank mm-hmm.
6: Jesus being on that cross with the crown of, the palm of the thorns on his head and the nails going through his body. It can't really it feels quite heavy. You can never quite um, imagine the full extent of what uh, Jesus, you came down on this earth, like the the Jesus thing. to live to die for us. we keep what it comes community every day of our lives We yet you forgive us you wipe our slate clean every day father God every day Um, thank you thanks that we give is never going to be enough father thank you for elevating us above all things father God each and every one of us individually the world, we don't think about it, Father God, you've you thought of everything, and how you want us to have a relationship with you, personally. personally, so many people in this world, you, want, you know each and every one of us, and you've chosen us. So thank you for that gift. May the lives that we live every day, Father God, as we go about our daily business, what they're going to do from the ground. may they reflect and you remember Father, what you've done for us, and may they reflect the gratitude that we feel towards you, Father. all this Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. amen. Thank you, We're going to take communion now, and we'll pass the bread around and uh, water. While we sit while we do that, uh, we'll sing oh sacred. Yeah. Just
5: take a break please. piece.
7: one word, perhaps the major feeling that we have right now, or a thought, if feelings aren't anything, mm-hmm. just to maybe take something from this, and uh, we can just go around and just share that one word or thought, and I'll give you a moment to think about it, because it's a lot, but I, uh, I put a message on the WhatsApp group, uh, I was listening yesterday to a radio for production um, In their drama section. Uh, you can just download it from the BBC app if you wanted to. Um, and really, really well done uh, using the account of the Gospel of Luke and then an Acts. Um, using a different translation, a, quite a traditional translation, but modern voices. Um, it's quite, I found it quite refreshing, a uh, slightly different angle, lots of historical facts in there as well as being moving want something to listen to this week before the onslaught of the Easter eggs.
5: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, perhaps we'd just like to go around with and start with Sean. If you don't want to
2: share, then just indicate, and then the next person. I feel a desire to surrender. Hmm.
4: Hmm. Um,
6: I was just
3: to be reminded that past sins and by Jesus so therefore perhaps
6: I should not carry them around
5: me. Gratitude.
6: I feel very blessed. Very blessed to have this and know this.
2: We must have a thing of beauty, actually, you know, to have moved, you know, crushed, to allow our sins, know, and strong, you know. I think there's not one word
5: that perhaps
7: would be relieved of the I feel grateful and strengthened uh, and inspired
6: gratitude hmm. no. uh, quite humble quite humble yeah. thank you The first word came into mind was grateful. I think Easter is always a very great time to, uh, it's actually always a very good reminder, very good reminder of how grateful we are. The um, sort of um, cover
7: came to mind. Uh, thank you for being uncovered.
2: too much, and I think um grounding um also groundified across in terms of respecting feeling from on solid sort of ground something to say, like, for uh set
4: and and peace, a ground peaceful feeling.
0: Yeah, maybe so many feelings, actually, but comforted, perhaps a bit, connected to what you're saying, just comforted. And, Tunde, did you
7: want to share?
6: I think it's just gratitude, really. Thank you. But for me it's
7: peace. I think that would be what I would say. So, Thank you very
0: much. And we're going to move to our final song. Yes. yes. Uh, the final song is one we don't sing very often. So if you don't know it so well, that's OK. But I picked it because it fits so well with what we've been doing here today. It's the song, Crown Him With Many Crowns. And it's celebrating Jesus as the victorious one, victorious over death. Um, the lamb upon his, a lamb, but upon his throne. Right? Uh, awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. He's got tremendous lyrics. So if you don't know it, that's okay. But let's uh, do our best to sing it and celebrate and we, uh, as we finish off. to uh,